0: Welcome to the Mike Ferry TV podcast, here from the global leader in real estate sales training and coaching, the legendary Mike Ferry. Every Monday, you'll listen to Mike Ferry discuss a variety of topics to help real estate agents and brokers grow their real estate business by focusing on improving their mindset, developing their skills, and creating a plan of action to increase their production. Let's begin. And welcome to Mike Ferry TV. It is the week of October 12th. Has anybody else caught on to the fact that this year, as unusual, very, very difficult, challenging, strange, productive, probably has not been the kind of year most of us anticipated in January and February. You know, somebody said to me, describe 2020. I said, well, January and February for I'm talking about our profession of real estate was actually pretty good. Okay. It was If January, February was pretty good. Now, you know, different parts of the country acclimate differently because of weather to January, February for real estate production. And then, of course, the first week in March is when the pandemic really became something that was foremost and in front of us all the time. March and April, I mentioned this last week, were very challenging. Listings were canceling. Appointments were falling apart. Deals were not closing. Nobody really knew what the end result would be to this terrible virus and what we've all had to deal with experience and work with in our business. And then of course, May came and it started, the lights seemed to come on again and real estate started to take off in May, June, July, and August, and I mentioned this several times to you, became outstanding months for most people. But it's interesting because what I've discovered is the people that are doing something have a different belief system. They have a different attitude. Uh, they have a different approach. Their expectations are different. Or in essence, um, Bill Gove, great motivational speaker, 60s, 70s, and early 80s, up until the 90s, when he was in his 90s, Bill Gove used to say all the time, there's the valley people and the mountain people. There's the hill people, there's the valley people. You know, these people are looking up and these people are looking ahead and we have to decide which one we're going to be. Um, I'll tell you a cute Bill Gove story. I had Bill speak at one of our retreats back many, many years ago, and he was a wonderful man, and unfortunately, he passed away, and we don't have him with us. We have his memory and his good thoughts, and I said to Bill, you know, at your age, what do you do all the time? And he said, because I do one or two speaking engagements a month, and this, you know, he was in his 80s, and I said, what do you do the rest of the time? He said, well, I live in Florida and there's a group of us. There's, We play golf, nine holes of golf, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I said, good for you. That is great. Out in the fresh air, the sunshine with friends, I said, "Are all the fellows you play with about your age. And he had, he had such a great sense of humor. He said, Mike... The group I play with are so old, we settle all of our bets after each hole we play because we don't know who's going to be able to play the next one, which was a cute way to look at life. But see, the truth is, Bill, I think his strength was the positive attitude that he kept. So when I look at the differences between those that have and do what they want and those that don't, I always think of Bill Gove because of the mountains. The heights that we can achieve and the people in the valleys that never really never get what they want. So I gave you three thoughts last week. I'm going to give you three or four more today on the differences between the two people. I'll start with this one. The haves, the people that are succeeding in our business today are very, very, very choosy about who they spend their time with. Whether it be a prospect, a buyer, a seller, affiliates agents in the office, in their lives. I wrote down, they don't hang around negative people. It's a very difficult one. It's a very important one. But Earl Nightingale used to say all the time, we become like the people we associate with. We become like the people we associate with. So, you know, I keep seeing that we are nothing more than a summation of the five people we spend our time with. So who do you spend your time with and and what kind of attitudes do they have and are they supporting what you're trying to accomplish and do? The people that have versus the have-nots are looking for people that they can support and they're looking for people, of course, that will support them in return. Many, 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 many years ago I asked Earl Nightingale, um, you know, we all talk about having friendships, which are so important in our lives. I said, how do you define a friend? And Earl, in his simplistic but brilliant way of presenting ideas, said to me, Michael, a friend is a person that when you're down is going to help lift you back up to where you want to be. But a friend is a person that when your ego is too strong and too big and you think you're too smart, will knock you back down so you can see the reality of life. Well, you know, should we be hanging around negative people? And a lot of people hang around negative people because they're trying to pull them up, and that's very commendable. It's it's a wonderful behavior and attitude. But the truth is, if you're around a lot of negative people and we become like the people we associate with, wouldn't it be possible that we'd be drugged to that level of negativity? There's enough negativity in the world without being around people that are negative all the time. So the really strong real estate people are in a mastermind group of positive people. They have accountability partners of positive people. They have role-play partners of positive people. And sometimes I watch how people react with each other, and you can tell by the smile on their faces and their, their body language and their behavior patterns that they're looking for that positive reinforcement, which we all look for and need. The next point that I wrote down for the differences, and this is a tough one, Because throughout North America, the industry is always the same, and yet it's different. Now, watch, throughout North America, we have buyers and sellers, we have prospects, we have leads. And there's a certain process we follow. However, throughout the country, a real estate transaction in Canada, for example, is handled differently than it might be handled in Iowa. Buyers and sellers still have to come together. Signatures have to be done, presentations made, objections handled. But once the transaction comes together, there's differences in how they're handled. The Northeast, for example, uses attorneys, closing officers. The Southwest uses escrow. Different functions with the same result. So the next point I want to give you guys and gals is this. The people that are the haves, that are succeeding, they support the people who support them? They support the people who support them. If you're blessed to have a great broker, manager, leader in the office that gives you that support, give that support back in return. You know, if your broker, your company offers, for example, a transaction coordinator, which can be a vitally important service for an agent to follow, and they're going to charge a fee of some type to pay for that service, and that service is available, support them because they're supporting you. So I've always said you should support the broker, the manager, the leadership, if you're getting support in return. But at the same time, you should support the affiliates because the affiliates are the people that really do pull the transaction together to the point of the closing. So you learn to support the people that support you the most. And that's probably one of the hardest parts of real estate because often we don't see the intricate work that these affiliates are doing to help us do transactions. The next thought I wrote down, which should be the sixth of our several weeks we're going to be working on these thoughts together, they're always working on improving their skills so they can do a better job for the customer. Because the truth is, as much as we don't think at times of ourselves as salespeople, I, I don't understand, I've never understood why this industry Does not see themselves as real estate people. But guess what? (laughs) The buyers and sellers think we're salespeople. So, developing the skills of a salesperson is vitally important. And those skills vary. I mean, there's, I could keep saying, it's, it's like the spokes in a wheel. There's a lot of spokes in a wheel, there's a lot of skills that we have to develop. And the haves are spending time virtually every day working on, developing, critiquing, learning, growing, strengthening the skills they have so they can do a better job on a regular basis for their buyers and for their sellers. Because, see, the truth is it all comes down to how does the public, the buyer, the seller, perceive the service we offer, and the strength of our service often depends upon the strength of the skills we have. So the next point I wanna bring up to you is something I learned from Earl Nightingale a long time ago. I wish I could say it was recently, but it wasn't. And we're sitting in the office one day and Earl was famous to always have three by five cards handy to jot notes down. He handed me a card and he said, Mike, I want you to write this down. Because I was very lucky to be able to talk to him on a regular basis during my tenure with this company. Earl said, I want you to write down the word knowledge. I wrote it down. Equals, I wrote equals, confidence. He said, Mike, do you you understand how important it is to have a strong knowledge of the products and services that we sell? And I said, I do, sir. I understand that. Because he said, the stronger your knowledge of the product and services we sell, the higher your confidence is to go out and present and sell them. I said, well, that's logical. It makes sense. He said, but understand then the stronger your knowledge of the skills required to find the prospect to make the sale, the stronger your skills are, the more confidence you have to go out and present the service we have. So the knowledge of the product, the knowledge of the service, the knowledge of the company you represent, the knowledge of the skills required to do a transaction become vitally important. And I I agreed. I, I said, how can I disagree? But then he said, I want you under the word knowledge, write the word ignorance. I said, okay, I wrote the word ignorance. And then he wrote equals, he said, write down the word fear. Our lack of knowledge is, of course, referred to as ignorance. And the ignorance creates the fear we have to do the job that we've been assigned to do, in this case, to list and sell real estate at the highest level and quality possible. So the service that we render, the buyers and sellers, Is looked upon as being the service they need to have so they can sign a contract with us. So therefore, the haves are always working on strengthening their knowledge, which gives them the confidence to do the job. The have-nots are often ignorant of the basic fundamental skills required, the knowledge of their service, the knowledge of their product, the knowledge of their company, and what their company can offer. And as a result, they have fear. When they have the fear, They can't do the job that they say they want to do. Knowledge equals confidence, ignorance equals fear. So we've looked at one, two, three, four more thoughts between the haves and the have nots. I have many more, but as we try to keep the Mike Ferry TV to 10 to 12 to 14 minutes each week, we're at the 12 minute mark. So we will look forward to talking to you next week. Have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Join us next Monday for another episode of Mike Ferry TV. If you like our show, find out more by visiting www.mikeferry.com. And don't forget to check out the Mike Ferry Strategies podcast every Friday for a new message from MFO.